continuity. And three, oh, yeah. two, I'm not giving you any time. Hello, welcome to Luke's Talk Wine. This is Luke Morris. Uh, I'm a comedian, if you uh, believe broadsheet in Melbourne. And I'm joined by Luke Campbell, and he does something. Or have we lost everything? <laughs> no, we haven't lost everything. I'm here. <laughs> and And he... Works for a small wine company. He does work for a small wine company. I thought he'd remember that part. Anyway, um, uh, what's happening? Oh, this week we're talking topics. We've got heaps of stuff going on at Luke's Talk Wine. Um, we're going to go on with the Hottest 100. What we've been doing while we've been away, I've been working on the Hottest 100 and setting up uh, uh, some things for the audience to get involved in. Um, and we've got a question because it's dry July. We've got a question about the alcoholized wine and the dealio with that but uh, first we're going to ask uh luke campbell what's been happening in your wine world mate well what's been happening in my wine world it's been broad and deep i have been thinking about my relationship with alcohol luke morris and just why it started how it started and is it healthy that's, that's, that's apt for us doing a dry July sort of uh, Actually, it is. This week. Yes. And because I always, you know, I, I contemplated and, you know, we're, we're, all, we're all getting older and but we are in the booze industry, you know, and to be honest, you know, booze is, is a drug. It's a legalized drug. And so your relation, you also have to keep your relationship in check. So just, yeah, this, this last kind of break that we've had, you know, uh, I've just been just realising wh- where it fits. Obviously, I've made a career uh, being a sommelier and travelling around the world and buying wines and making wines and selling wines. I've made a career out of alcohol, but it's always good just to kind of reevaluate that relationship and where it fits. And do you like oneself when you use drugs? Do you like oneself when you don't use drugs? Or whereabouts do you fit along that timeline? I have come to the resolution actually that I am at my best with a little bit of moderation and maximum intent. And so I guess that means what comes out of that is it's just time to drink the best possible hands, booze I can get my hands on, and none of the stuff in between. So I've decided that I'm just not drinking bad booze anymore and I'm going to drink the best booze but less of it. How's I thought you always drank good booze. I thought that was part of your motto. Well, no, you, your I, motto is drink wine in, in greater, with greater detail. Correct. That's the vinified model. That is yeah. the vinified motto. And I think I haven't heeded that in, in recent times, actually. And I've just been drinking whatever. And I need to just rein it in. I need to stick to my two alcohol three days a week, which are generally Sunday, Monday. I need to keep exercising for my mental. Um, and I also just need to just 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 tone it down. I have, it's not it's not like I'm just out there binge drinking, you know, seven nights a week or anything like that. But as you well know, in our industry, we can, you know, we can get involved regularly. It doesn't take too much. Um, Do you know and, what this is? This is quite interesting because it's funny you should mention that because just like before we took the break, I was really thinking about my relationship because I was, you know, not I was not drinking a lot. I was and and actively trying to avoid wine things and all that kind of stuff and um 
trying to do more running and, and fitness. And it's just weird because we do work in an environment where like where I, I, I worked yesterday, they were at, at work opening up some champagnes and having a little bit end of financial year uh, celebration. And I just didn't want to be a part of that, mm. you know. And, and it's, it's hard because partly well, when you work in sales, your job is to, to get people to consume. Well, I sort of don't really, I don't know. The, the hat, you work in sales. How do you deal with the mm. notion of I'm trying to take time off for my own health, but I need to give this to somebody else? Yeah, I think it's just got to be done with a certain amount of respect. And I think like anything, you know, the, the old adage, I think the Romans invented it, heaven forbid, it must have been a boring society, but every, everything in moderation, Luke. But, yeah, I mean, I, I have, as I said earlier in the podcast, I generally have Sunday, Mondays off, yep. like just to give my, my body a break, my mind a break. And those days, particularly, you know, by the middle of Monday afternoon, like I, I am – I'm. Physically, I physically notice how much clearer in my mind it is. Yeah. Um, and it is um, really kind of it's – it's a respectful relationship you've got to have when we are selling it. But I, I think if you're selling it with the vision that you're selling a story, someone's had to put their life uh, – you know, not life on their line, but they've put their love and – effort into this story you know servicing the land leaving the land better than what they found it and it's their life's pursuit it's up to people like us to pay a little bit of respect rather than just churning and burning and guzzling booze down and not really thinking about it i think if we can think about it that's the responsible thing to do that's the interesting thing in terms of how much like you work for yourself effectively. You don't have sales targets rather than just, you know, you need to earn enough money to pay you rent and kids' education. And well, you, have, you have a lot heftier and more important sales targets than I do. But it is a weird thing where coming towards the end of a month and it's like, oh, you've got to sell this much. And it's like, do, do the people need to buy that much? It's, I don't know. But I... I I do like your phrasing because I, I years ago when Dry July came along and I, I knew that it was a hard thing for the business I was working in, I was like, can we just have a drink better July instead of drinking eight, you know, instead of drinking four bottles a week, just drink one, but make it even half that you would have paid for four, you know, mm. buy one $20 bottles instead of four, 20, four $10 bottles and make that your your thing that's a good concept in itself i like that just to drink 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 better um you know and it's kind of in a roundabout way it's exactly you know where i've ended up after my little sabbatical there from the podcast and from drinking i've just kind of i'm just going to drink better i'm going to learn more about the wines that i want to drink and just do that just just drink that one better bottle rather than a few several um, you know, in the lead up, I think it's, uh, yeah, that's what I've you, led to. So, that, do you anticipate yeah. it? Like, I've had this situation where I've looked in in the cupboard that uh, where I'm staying or, or, or traveling to, and I just think, oh, 
no, nah, that's too good to just crack open and have with pasta. And therefore, you just inadvertently have an alcohol-free day. Yep, that happens. I, I do I do think that. I, I pull out something and I think, oh, no, that's that is just too good. I'm not doing that. It's Tuesday night. I'm not really doing that. And, yeah, it's just it, – and I've always had the theory, and I've said on the podcast before, if in doubt, go without. Um, so – you know, I think that's always a good one. Like, if, if I'm umming and I don't want it bad enough, so I just go it out. Do you know what? I think this is going to flip into the, the question about the alcoholized wine. Hi, this is Luke Morris from Luke's Talk Wine. I've written some books, so visit lukemorrisha.com.au. Go there, see the books, buy one, support the podcast. That's lukemorrisha.com.au. L-U-K-E-M-O-R-R-I-S-H-A.com.au. Have a great day. Pretty quickly. And we might as well yes. mix it up and do that. But I wanted to ask, do you have, what's your go-to drink? Because I, I want to unwind to a drink at the end of the day. And if it's mm. not going to be a beer or, or, or wine, or I don't really drink spirits, but, you know, you, 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 I know you have fancy whiskey. If mm. if you want to unwind of something, what do you replace that relaxation with? Oh, geez, you know, like if if it's alcohol, you know, a good gin and tonic, the gin that tastes like gin, none of this fantangled elderflower. Yeah, but if you if you if you're replacing alcohol out of the out of the diet, what are you replacing yeah. that with? Oh, just just sparkling water. I, I don't drink fizzy drinks, so I just have a. Yep. You know, I'll have a, a water, a, a, a mineral water I'll have. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I remember coming back. I used to do this late at night, particularly if I had a good gig and sometimes if I had a bad gig, I'd get home and I'd still be sort of, my brain would still be so active from uh, the night. I'd have a beer or, yep. or, or, or crack up. And then um Winter came along and I started to come home and I started to have uh, a cup of tea. And it was it was a game changer because I don't really I never really drank tea before then. And that was that that became that and, and I because I don't I've never really had caffeine, I had herbal sort of teas. And it was it was really nice because you get a nice yeah. variety of tea, it's nice and soothing. There's and, and as that pleasurable relaxing drink i found that as a um as a as the new go-to i should go back to that for a little spell just just the process of just the process of making a tea not unlike pouring a glass of wine at the right time done with the right method you've got to get the right temperature going you got to spin the jug three times. <laughs> so that's your decanting, spin the jug. Yeah, don't you have to do one for you, one one for the farmer and one for your guest or something? It's, a, it's an old uh, English thing, actually. I don't know exactly when it stems from, but uh, yeah, you got to spin it three times. I just put a tea bag in the, in the mug. I haven't done any spinning of jugs. And... Oh, you're right. <laughs> well, there you go. Ah. <laughs> It's a whole new world. Yes. Well, but let's... hey, list the question for Dry July. I like this one. So lay it on me. The question was. Yeah. So the um, 
Daoholized minds. Mm. What's the go? So you didn't mention you didn't mention dehydrolyzed wine as a as a replacement to normal wine, and no. I've tried selling it to a few people recently, um, not a not a heavy sell, but just as a as a recommendation. And the feedback is by far we've had a few and they're all terrible. Mm-hmm. What ready ready you see on the on. The, the the playing field of the alcohol yes. wise wine. You never say never, but re- removing all of the ethanol to make it dealkalized, like you just you just have to make up the you, you mix up the chemical makeup. So yeah. I have tasted a wide variety, not heaps, probably a dozen different ones. Funnily enough. One of the best ones was a de-alkalized Riesling. <laughs> I don't know if I was just naturally attracted to it because it, it used to be Riesling <laughs> or what, but um, re- recently, a couple of weeks ago, they had the National De-alkalized Wine Show in Canberra. But it, so it's all it's all done. Gee, I, really? I, in yeah, Canberra? Did, actually, yeah, in Canberra? They're doing kinds of all weird kind of things in Canberra, aren't they? They really are like you know it just cements it uh, cements its place in that world's boring capital. <laughs> Hang on, um, they've got free porn and fireworks. Do they still? I don't know. Uh, you'd want something to get you through all the roundabouts in winter. You're probably you're true, but hey, your question is: I didn't mention it. No, I didn't mention it. I've tasted a dozen, or they're almost a dozen wines. And I haven't really found one good enough that I could drink or, or good enough that I could pass the one bottle test or for yeah. even the one glass test. So I think, and it's just life's too short to drink bad wine. However, is it is getting better. The category is here to stay. There are websites popping up, you know, just selling this type of spirits and wine that are no or low alcohol and minimal intervention. Like these are these are here. The full strength alcohol in these wines that were wines is pushed out by high pressure, uh, like reverse osmosis style. And with that, you take a lot of those integral flavors that are part of the story that you and I are selling in our relationship yeah. with alcohol. So for me, yeah, that I'm was an interesting yet, thing. When, when, when I did a tasting of some, some, I kept thinking that it feels like it's missing something. And that's the alcohol component, the, the, the flavors that have been pulled out mm. and that's what's happened to them they've been pulled out you've, you've you've made something and then you've 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 pulled some guts out of it and and yeah. said now now that's a finished product well that's it if you think about it from an italian's point of view so they generally have ristretto in the morning which is the heart of the coffee and then they have milky coffee in between. Not usually do they have a long black or a flat white or anything in, in the middle because they dilute. If, they, if they're doing long blacks or cafe americano as it is over there, it's weakened that original body of the coffee, the, the ristretto. And by the same token, when they want it weaker in the afternoon, they add milk. Here with the alkalized wine, it's the same thing. You're pushing that flavor out to, to just... to ironically, to, to, to fill a void, you know, that something's lower than 0.3% in alcohol, so it can be claimed to be 
you know, low alcohol. Like I've, I, I, th- I would just. I don't feel the pressure like some people. If you're in a bar or whatever, they feel the pressure to be part of the conversation, so they have to have a glass of wine or they have to have yeah. a low alcohol beer. I would just, I'd just rather drink mineral water. But I can understand <laughs> some people. Some people would prefer to stand with a glass of beer in their hand. I can completely relate to that. Um, that's not me. See why people would, you know, like, and I think that's probably why the rise of these kind of um, f- flavor, whether it be fermented kombucha or, you know, the, the other flavors that have come along because they're trying to put something back in. Uh, you know, alcoholic seltzers, those alcoholic mineral waters, which are low in carbs, low in sugar, you know, but they've got plenty of flavor added to it. Um, these when, kind of things. When, when you're saying that though um, alcohol dealkalized wine has improved is that is that just improved processes or improved winemaking or is it no i think the processes uh you probably have a better idea than me luke morris but i, I reckon i haven't really looked that the, much into it <laughs> the processes are probably better that that reverse osmosis you know, removing the water by distillation and the alcohol evaporates at high temperatures. Like, I think those systems, that machinery has probably improved. I don't know if the the quality of the fruit's still the same. Mm. <clears throat> um, you know, it, ta- it takes 40 or 50 years in some cases for a vine to reach its maturity. I, you know, the, the, those vines haven't changed. <laughs> Truth be told, some of those, you know, Wolf Blast and McGuigan and all that, they're using young vine material anyway to make these wines. So um, whereas that would have all gone into cask wines or, you know, Passion Pop and things like that in the past, now they go into dealkalized wines because they can. Yeah, but neither of those things is an example, you know, cask wine and Passion Pop aren't good wines. I mean... Heaven forbid anybody does it, but if you were to take a, a Bindi Chardonnay or a Curly Flat Chardonnay and dealkalize that, would if you made a really good table wine and then took the alcohol out, would that make you know an actually good dealkalized wine? Maybe that's Ooh. maybe that's the about an experiment I'd like to be involved in. You you would. Interesting. I'd love to know that. Yeah. I think it's just easier just to. It's easy for me to say so, but yeah. is it just easier just to drink that occasional wine and make it better? No, no, it's, that's the easier solution. But it's just. <laughs> yeah, we don't want easy solutions. Well, this no, 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 that's, that's what everybody wants. They want the easy solution. Don't want to have to work Take for the it. alcohol out and you know thumbs up emoji and we all move on. Like it's it's but, obviously here to stay. It's a category that's here to stay. It's a category that's burgeoning. There are people out there that are attacking this category of wine with gusto, producers included. Good on them. Well, you said moving on, so let's move on to what's been happening in um, mm. uh, Luke's Talk Wine World. Mm. Um, the hottest 100 is the first tab of the month. So while, while we're on our break, I did a few things. One thing I did was make a Instagram account. Um, yes. So people can 
uh, go to follow on Instagram and that's where we'll stick on um, when episodes are released. So you can see that a bit easier. Um, there is a, what's called a link tree. So you can click on a little um, uh, URL that will pop up and it will show you all the connections to my web page for buying books, Luke Campbell's business in Vinified and um, a whole host of little tidbits that were helpful, particularly if anything that we mentioned in the, in the um, episodes becomes something that we should link to, we can stick it in there. So that will help on that Instagram page. Perfect. Currently on there, I think it's currently up there, is the Hottest 100 voting form. Yes, there's a, there's a template and I, I'm, I'm just going to run it past you, Campbell, and I want to hear if you've got Do any it. improvements or whether or not we, we stick with what we've got. So we've got, um, you, everybody has to fill in their name. That makes sense. Yep. Everybody yep. has to fill in their email address. That, that yep. makes sense. Um, makes sense. Uh, just so we can contact you and let you know when the Hottest 100 episode is out. I guess that's probably the most Ooh. important thing that people want to know. Um, I've craftily put in how do you listen to Luke's Talk Wine and, list, and listed a few options of um, uh, podcast mediums just to try and read the people who might get sent this uh, form to fill out, but don't listen to Luke's talk mine, and just okay, sort of yes, nudge, yes, just yes, sort of yes, nudge them to know that this is something you can listen to on all of these services, and that and there is no option for Excellent. don't listen. There's other, but that's not <laughs> got him not listening. Does that sound does that sound crafty enough? Do you think you'll nudge anybody to? consider it i think that's that's perfectly crowded yes i i think i think it'll work uh, and then there's um uh five options to fill in a uh a, a wine so five, five little uh filling what are they called forms little blanks stick those stick your um yeah little, your little blanks yeah, yeah. Stick the wine in there. Um, that will on my end of the computer. And we're just putting just to just to just the wine. So it's not 2018 Torbrecht de Gask. It's just Torbrecht de Gask. Yep. No, don't care about vintage because we're just establishing, particularly this year, just trying to establish yes. um, the wine, the wine, the, the top, wine. the style of wine. Yes. Um, and within all that. Uh, so that, that those forms will fill out in a little Excel spreadsheet at my end of the um, uh, process. So that will help mm -hmm. me uh, calculate and tabulate. Um, uh, awesome. And that's it. Away she goes. Well, that sounds great. And people can find us on Instagram at Luke's Talk Wine, and it's all there for people to get involved in. Yeah, on that link tree, you just click on there. Um, so you share that. I don't know, Campbell, if you, if you do want to put this onto, so we've got that form. I might email the form out to a few people. 
and uh, if you can yep. send that out to a few people, we'll get a, I'll get a flood of emails in the inbox and uh, hopefully, yep. how many episodes is this season going to be? Gee, well, last, uh, the last season, I think, was 20 episodes. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we spend, what, 10 weeks, 10, 10 episodes sort of giving a plug to this, we, yep. we can, we can yep. um, see where we're at at the end of it. How many votes do you think? Well, I think for uh, any sort of scientific test, you need at least 10 results minimum. Um, yep. I think you need a hundred to. Well, it used to be a hundred. How many do you think we're going to aim for before we start considering adding things up? How many? How many? How much feedback do we want? I think we need at least twenty participants because that's a wide and varied control. Okay, I think we should be able to get twenty easy within the, in the next nine weeks. Or a week. Rough four, maths. Four week. Are you going to fill it in? I'm going to fill it in. I've got wines I want in that list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on. <laughs> oh, good. Are any of them? What have you been drinking this week, pal? Have you, is well, there anything that you want to add to the list already? I've been drinking. It's not on my site, actually. It should be. Uh, Tour break the gas. The gas oh, is. I have. This is the Eden Valley version of the Struy. In fact, the the um, night vineyard that grows up there, it's almost adjacent to the Hill of Grace vineyard. It's not quite as old, but um, it's picked every year and a portion of it goes into the Struy, but then they make this single vineyard wine called the Gask. And it's just, it's, it's, it's lighter, it's spicier, it's got this kind of violet undertone. Um, you know, it's it's one. It's a special wine. It's in that kind of 70, 80 buck a per bottle range. So it's not for everybody. It's a wine that goes in your cellar. I had the extraordinary moment uh, of tasting one of these wines recently, and it just reminded me how good that cooler climate, higher elevation Shiraz can be, albeit it's part oh, of yeah. the GI. It's a lot higher. I mean, I know you love, obviously, Pyrenees and your central Victorian Shiraz, but this, yeah, this was just, it just got me going again. The juices were flowing, Luke Morris, and I just thought, <laughs> how good is Shiraz, you know? Like, how good is it? So that'll be one of the wines that will go in my hottest 100 list, for sure. So of all time, that would make you top five? I reckon, yep. Oh, wow. That's a big note. And the interesting thing about Torbrek, because we've talked before about um, Dave Powell leaving Torbrek, uh, mm. in, in not the f- most friendly circumstances. A blaze of glory, as Bon Jovi saying. <laughs> so that's a real – has uh, Torbrick replaced him as, as a great winemaker or do you think it's the fruit is just the, the reliable, steady thing that's making that wine consistently good? Yes, they have replaced him as a great winemaker. They've got Ian Hongel down there now, uh, Ian and his family. Ian was at Peter Lehman for – uh-huh. And he on like 23 years before he came over to Torbrek. His family for three generations have been growing fruit in the in the Brossel Valley. So, he, yeah, he, he, they definitely replaced him. But I think they're doing more work than ever before in the vineyards with the growers, even like on top of what Dave Powell did. Uh, they've got great leadership. They've got great ownership. Um, I think they're just going from strength to strength. They've well and truly moved on from that Dave Powell era. 
and they're selling to more countries there, uh, but they haven't lost sight of what they do well, and that is Shiraz and Grenache and those Rome-style <laughs> wines. Exciting. All right. Well, we can we can wrap this up as a, uh, a return. I, I was just guest hosting because I had all that information to uh, uh, expunge on mm. what's been happening and, and the de-alcoholized topic. Um, and did you want to take back the the reins of steering next week? Do you feel do you feel up to it? Oh, I'm up to it. Yep, yep, absolutely. <laughs> As you were. But it's been lovely talking and uh, thanks. Thanks. It's great to have you back. You, you can, do you want to do your sign off? He's been Luke Morris. I've been Luke Campbell. You can find me on the Instagram at vinified underscore wine services. We can find Luke Morris at. Uh, don't bother. Just do Luke's Talk Wine. I don't, I don't care. Don't, don't follow me. Buy a book. And together we are Luke's Talk Wine. This is the return of Luke's Talk Wine. And in the words of Tony Barber, yeah, this is the one. And bye for now. <laughs> Vinified are the wine sellers specialists. We're Australia's only personal sommelier service. Our sommeliers work with you to build you a cellar. Our aim is to bring you the wines from the freshest new producers all based on your tastes. We can come to you, source your wines, present tastings. Think of Vinified as your wine concierge. We can do retail, we can do tastings, we can host your dinner parties, or we can procure you that rare wine. Vinified is proud to be associated with Luke's Talk Wine. www.vinified.com.au